Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. One o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap with you. Do want to pass along a little update on uh, information from the police department. Earlier, we had a press conference and, and mentioned the status of some of the, the victims, but also uh, the three suspects, two of which are juveniles. The uh, Greater Casey Crime Stoppers now is offering a reward up to $25,000 for any information leading to an arrest or uh, in connection with the shooting. Phone number 816-474-TIPS. Of course, you remain 100% anonymous. Um, it makes you wonder if they, you know, based off of they have three suspects in custody, Cody, if they believe there were other individuals that uh, were actually involved, uh, if they are still uh, seeking information leading to an arrest. They've also already been asking for people, if you have video, if you were near the scene to continue. Uh, I think the FBI was has a form online that you can actually submit and, and upload the video directly there um, if you're someone as they try to piece this thing together. And obviously at this point, charges have not been brought uh, forward toward the three suspects. Someone that was at the parade and obviously spent a great deal of yesterday into the late hours covering the tragic events here in Kansas City. Jackson Kurtz from KNBC Channel 9 News here in KC. Uh, Jackson joins us here on, on 610 Sports Radio. I appreciate the time. I know you're super busy with this. If you could just walk me through a little bit of, of yesterday for you and ultimately how the day shifted for all of us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Um, yesterday... You know, it started as a great day for Kansas City. Uh, so many people ready to celebrate the back-to-back -back champions. Um, and it, it turned so quickly. So where I was, basically, um, I had a grid view on 20th and Grand. Um, and then uh, getting closer to Union Station uh, once the rally started. We were leaving then. Uh, watching it on our phone to go back to uh, our station just to regroup. And, you know, we see seven or eight police cars zoom past us, followed by three or four ambulances. Um, one of them was Belton, uh, Missouri, which, you know, whenever you see a, a non-Kansas City or Jackson County um, medical or police officer vehicle, you kind of have a huh going on in your brain. Um, and then, you know, we get told that there's a shooting down at Union Station. So we go down there as close as we possibly could. Um, we're kind of on the back side, so we were close to the federal building there, and it was absolutely chaos. Police were ex escorting um, 30 groups of people, probably 20 to 30 groups of people still. Um, this is uh, around this time, it's, I'd say it's like 2.50, 3 o'clock. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, 20, 20 groups of people um, just in and out constantly, still officers running um, to certain areas, uh, long Jackson County Sheriff's deputies with long guns. Um, you know, it looks like po there was possibly some federal agents or local agents with police as well running in certain directions. We weren't really sure um, exactly how many um, areas, spots there were where the shooting happened. Uh, it was still super early on. Um, lots of shock, um, absolute shock. People 
uh, couldn't believe what happened. Um, you know, you think you, you, you know, you could, this could happen anywhere. Um, you know, happened at independence center, Oak park mall, um, places like that, but, um, parade <laughs> celebrating, uh, Kansas city chiefs champions. That, that, that's something that was, uh, hard for people to, uh, you know, to, to really fathom. So, um, it, the, it was a fluid situation. So many people confused, so many people trying to find their loved ones. Um, lots of that. I saw a lot of folks on the phone trying to find family members or other people looking for one another. And then, of course, we get all the updates from um, officials and um, healthcare professionals. Right now, there's a press conference with uh, University Health, and then Children's Mercy is going to give a press conference today at 2 um, just to give us more details about um, those 11 uh, children um, that were hurt in this parade, none of them were gunshot victims, uh, just completely going to be changed uh, from this. They're all expected to physically be okay, but um, they won't be the same. And then, of course, um, the other folks who were injured uh, from today, from yesterday's uh, shooting. So um, hopefully get more uh, updates. Please still uh, trying to... Um, you know, they have 24 hours to make uh, some charges here and some folks. So we know those three people in custody, two are juveniles. Uh, so still waiting for more details about if there's more more people out there they're looking for, um, just exactly what um, what we need from the, what they need from the public. So it's just a day, uh, a hard day in Kansas City, absolutely hard day. None of us will ever forget uh, forget what happens. What was the scene like last night? You were obviously there for the report last night as they announced that it seemed like the children were expected to recover okay uh, at Children's Mercy. What was the feeling like down there as they were giving an update? Or what were the families feel? you know, during that time in which, you know, we were finding out probably half of the victims were children? Yeah, many of us were so worried. So, so worried. Um, you know, you, I mean, the worst, worst case scenario, right? Kids being shot and killed at a parade for their favorite team, you know? So we were all just really, really hoping it wasn't going to be that. And then once we were told <laughs> they were going to be okay, um, you know, that, that gave us a little more sense of relief um, that they were going to recover from their physical injuries Um and I, I think more than half of them have been released from the hospital. Uh, I need to double check that. Uh, but it, it, it was just tense uh, and horrific uh, thinking of what could possibly have happened um, to these kids. So w once that was announced, um, definitely had a had a more of a, um, a sense of relief in a day that was hard to even, you know, come to that. We're talking to Jackson Kurtz of KNBC Channel 9 News here in KC. We're asking everybody that joins us today their perspective on just looking forward as well to future parades. The mayor was asked earlier today about future parades and protocol and how it could be handled. You've covered, I imagine, the St. Patrick's Day parade here in Kansas City in your time here. That parade is going to take place, we know, next month, right, in the middle of March or so. Uh, what's your what's your sense and uh, feeling around that event and other events like this of uh, this magnitude? You know, I think it's like most things um, when we have a shooting, you know, we, we can't stop yeah. uh, celebrating. We cannot stop 
uh, enjoying the good things in our community that makes us Kansas City. Um, the P- St. Patrick's Day Parade that that we one of the one of the best places in the country uh, that holds uh, a St. Patrick's Day celebration with all of our um, Irish heritage here in the city. So I, it's, it's going to happen probably uh, what the mayor said. Um, but I, I mean, you know, I think it's, it, it needs to happen. I think, um, I think people, there's, there's going to be people scared to go. I mean, that's going to, that's reality is too that. There's going to be people who were there that will never be able to go um, to a parade, take their kids somewhere. Um, but, you know, I think it's like everything else um, that, you know, you have you go to a movie theater, you go to the mall, you're going to go to these places that you usually go to. And, you know, like you have to continue to enjoy things um, that makes it that makes life really hard. And that's just not fair to our to us as humans uh, to be able to not enjoy things. But um, definitely will leave some scars for some folks. Um, you know, the numbers could look different for sure. Um, people could have a different mentality, but um you know, I think it will happen. I think security definitely will be amped up. Um, you know, plainclothes officers, we, we may have officers brought in from different areas possibly, um, but that definitely will make it different. But I think there will still be celebrations in Kansas City uh, for years to come. I know you don't, you might not have the answer just yet, but based on the other people in the newsroom, do you get any sense of when these charges might be filed? We know they only have 24 hours in which to do it. We're approaching. 24 right. hours since the incident. I think um, I think your station put out like a, a, a timeline that suggested this incident took place less than 20 seconds after Mitch Holtis stopped speaking at the podium after reviewing the yeah. footage. So we're right near that window. Do you think that charges will be filed soon? Police have, been a good jo- have done a good job of giving us updates uh, throughout the day yesterday and today. So they very well may give us more info. Uh, I know that Jackson County prosecutor, Jean Peters Baker was on the scene yesterday. Uh, she usually is when these bigger events happen. Um, so they very well could come down, you know, right now, any moment now or the, within the next couple of hours. Uh, but like you said, it really happened. Video from people on the scene were showing me immediately after the music played, people were singing. There's like a 20 second delay, people singing red kingdom, uh, another Kansas city song and then scattering of people from the shots fired. So they could come down any moment. Now we just are still waiting um, like everybody else to see exactly when that will be. Jackson Kurtz channel nine news here in Kansas city. I know yesterday and and today continues to be uh, a tough day for everybody in KC and and a busy one for you. So we appreciate the time perspective and uh, glad you and, and the crew are all safe. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate it. There you go. Jackson Kurtz, KNBC 9 News here in KC. While we were talking to Jackson, as he mentioned, there is a press conference or was a press conference going on. I want to update everybody. This comes from Dr. Mark Steele. He's been the representative speaking for University Health uh, on the status of some of the parade victims just at their their hospital. Uh, eight victims, five dismissed last night, which is great news. Three do remain, one stable, two are in cr- critical condition, but improving in the ICU. So, progress on on both the the, uh, victims at Children's Mercy earlier today and then this is regards to the victims that are at University Health. Good update. Obviously still a long way to go, but that's I mean, the question will remain. I'm I'm assuming if you stay tuned today, Karen will have the answer for you. I know at 2 o'clock, he's planning on covering the press conference over there at Children's Mercy in which hopefully 
They'll continue to have more good updates like the one last night on the health and safety of the children who were in their care after the shooting. Um, but hopefully we'll get more information about whether or not they've got enough evidence to charge. They've obviously got three suspects in custody, as you'd mentioned, two of which they've labeled as juveniles. Um, we'll find out as day goes on because they only have 24 hours to either release or charge. From when they were taken in custody, though. Yes. It doesn't, it doesn't not mean from it's, the it's not, not at 2 40 o'clock on the nose. It yeah, could be 3 yeah. o'clock. It could be 3.30. I don't know exactly yeah. when they were booked. But they get 24 hours after that moment to make a decision. It really was. I think it was KNBC. They did like they went back and reviewed their footage. It's like 11 seconds after Mitch Holtz stopped talking. Hmm. So you and I, Mitch Holtz stopped talking. We're like, talk to you guys later. Put down our headsets. While we were packing up the equipment and we see the first few cars go by, that's probably right when the incident took place, Gold. And then after I had left the hotel, there was a stream. I've got a video of 20 yeah. cars going by. At least, by. yeah. Um, and it was more than that. I think I stopped the video probably after that amount where you're like, geez. He's got, you know, like and where I was because I, I wasn't paying attention to my phone, I didn't know that anything was going on. I think my initial thought was, oh, they must just be heading down to Union Station to help down there. And they just go kind of fast because, you know, Grand's closed down. That was my initial thought on it which is sad, and I'll probably never think that way again. I imagine for the rest of my life, I'll just assume something horrible has happened based on what happened yesterday. But, like, yeah, my initial thought was just like, well, that's a lot of cars, not <laughs> yeah, what's going on yeah. down at Union Station. Yeah, huge police presence, obviously, and, and we were, yeah, we were fortunately a ways away from Union Station as we were on 20th and Grand doing our show yesterday. We were at least a seven-minute walk, I, I would say, uh, from where the incident took place. But they still did At that time, they didn't know, so... Fortunately, and uh, one of the police officers from from Casey Mo was near Hotel Indigo where we were at, and they actually did lock down the hotel for a very brief point in time until they con- knew for sure it was contained uh, to Union Station. And then after that, everybody started walking back north up Grand, and I think there was a lot of people there that didn't even still to that point had no clue what was happening. Heck, we've seen the video right there at Union Station. There was a big chunk confusion. of people that had, had yeah confusion had 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 no idea what was happening. Uh, I appreciate Jackson Kurtz from giving us some more insight. On, on his perspective and what he witnessed yesterday and uh, as they continue to do a phenomenal job covering it uh, as well. Yesterday, one of the things that came out of this was at least some of the rewarding stories of what took place with some Chiefs players in the incident. Trey Smith, um, there was a written story out about how he had helped a kid, but he actually joined Good Morning America today and talked about the incident and, and, and just exactly what happened with him right at the moment. Just remember those security guards just ushering us through the doors quickly, just saying, you know, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. It's okay, this is not a joke, it's a life and death situation. Smith forced to run for his life, finding shelter in a closet, guiding as many people as he could to safety. Right before I, I run in there, there's like a little kid in front of me, so I just grab him, just yank him, and tell him, you're hopping in here with me, buddy. So. I don't know how many people there were in the closet, maybe 20 plus. Um, one of my teammates, my long snapper, uh, James Winchester, was very instrumental in helping keep people calm. We end up getting the green light to be able to get out of there. Uh, we end up walking um, to the buses. The Chiefs team buses is soon filled with frightened bystanders trying to escape the madness outside. This little boy uh, was with his father. Oh, he's just a little hysterical. He just panicked. You know, he's scared. He doesn't know what's going on. And... You know, I had the WWE belt um, on me the entire parade. And, you know, I was thinking, man, what can I do to help him out? I just handed him the belt. Hey, buddy, you're the champion. No one's going to hurt you. Nowhere. No one's going to hurt you, man. Um, we got your back. We just started talking about wrestling. You know, who's your favorite wrestler? 
was your favorite wrestling match and just little things like that just to take his mind off of it. He was looking out the window and he was seeing people, you know, just reacting away. They were trying to get out of that situation. So I'm like, here you go, buddy. This is yours, you know, man. Like, so again, no one's going to hurt you when you're here with us. Thank you for protecting, buddy. You're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. Smith is still in shock that a day of joy could turn so violent. I'm pretty angry because um, of senseless violence. You know, someone lost their life today. Um, you have children that are injured. You have children that are traumatized. I'm hurting for, one, the families and the people who got impacted, the city of Kansas City. That was Good Morning America. Earlier today, Trey Smith, Chiefs right guard, uh, comforting uh, a Chiefs fan and a, a boy that uh, obviously was fearful uh, for, for his life and was, was confused to hear him just say, yeah, I just I just grabbed this kid and said, you're coming with me. I've got you, basically. I mean, that's that's incredible stuff, talking man. wrestling matches yeah, with the kid. that's incredible stuff. And then, you know, he said James Winchester was a big help. And let's not forget, uh, someone pointed this out earlier in the show, and it's you, you got to remember how, what James Winchester is, is thinking in that moment. Um, if you're even thinking at all, right, you're probably just reacting. No. But also now after, remember, James Winchester, was it a year ago? Or, or excuse me, uh, it's, it's been, I guess, five years ago now at least, if shot. not more. His, well, his, his dad. His father, yeah. His, his, his father was killed. I think it was actually 2017, 2016. Um, but, but his dad was killed outside of an airport, was just shot and killed. Uh, and, and so I'm sure that, you know, that's that yesterday uh, had to have brought back some some um, reopen some wounds. Yeah, so that's that's terrible. There was also an account um, from Gabe Wallace. Credit to Sam McDowell who had spoken to him down at the scene. He was talking about how Andy Reid, he's a high school sophomore, right? I think it's Shawnee Mission East, and Gabe Wallace talked about what Andy Reid was able to do for him. Like the security guard was like, "Get over the damn fence right now!" Yeah, There's a shooter. Up. We hop over. I, I hit my face on accident, but then. So I headed in there. I had no idea where he was. I, I headed in there. There's like an FBI agent named Megan. She's like, all right, are you okay? Just like find your friends and everything. But then, so I just headed all the way over here. But there was like second shots in Union Station. And she's like, get out of there right now. So we had no idea. But it's just. You heard shots inside Union Station too? That, that's where I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I heard shots in Union Station. They might have been a little bit outside. I'm not sure though. What did you initially here. Was it one, two? What did you initially hear? I'm, I'm pretty sure when I was standing outside, I heard just like, boom, boom, like real quick. And then the security, I was like, get over the barricade, get in Union State, or just like, get over here right now. Just come on, come on, let's go. And then, so we went in the, like, we went in the Union Station. Like, we, I had no idea if my friends were okay. Like, it's just, it's terrible. Like, yeah, I mean, in the original story, you know, like it said, wasn't sure if his friends were okay and Andy was comforting him. It's, I mean, it's a terrifying moment. It was nice that there were a lot of people, um, you know, because people handle those things differently, like fight or flight, right? Either you handle it weirdly calm or you freak out. And both are very common responses because people handle those things differently. You know, Andy and Trey and these other guys stepping up, James Winchester, according to Trey Smith and all that stuff. I, I imagine this is a moment that stuck with some cheese players for a very, very long time. They all were out on social media last night. Yeah, at various like, times, MVS was trying to figure out if there's a way that he could help the kids at Children's Mercy. I think I had saw uh, Chris Jones had sent out a yeah. post last night that said, I'm devastated about this news. I'm praying for the families affected. Yeah, MVS in particular, his tweet was in response to the, the 12 patients that were being treated at Children's Mercy. And again, the, the positive update on this is that there's only three, it sounds like, 
victims still at the hospital. Although we're going to get another press conference here in about 40 minutes. That'll be carried live here on 610 Sports Radio. But MVS did send out a tweet last night in response to that saying, any chance anyone can help me get in touch with these kids or families? First off, I want to make sure they're doing okay, but would love to help them out any way I can and get them some stuff from the team to help them with the recovery. And I would imagine through Children's Mercy and the Chiefs, they'll be able to eventually put him in contact. Uh, and I, you know, in the days to, to come, I'm imagining the Chiefs as an organization and players, there will be uh, plenty of, of that based off of um, what, what sounds like, again, some uh, amazing uh, people involved in the, the organization and, and players. We forget sometimes that, you know, you hear from Trey Smith uh, and everybody that interacts with Trey Smith says he might, he might be one, one of the, one of the best human beings around. Um, and not, that was before yesterday, by the way, like everybody's been very complimentary of just who he is as a person and then add to how he handled yesterday and how this team deep down, they're still normal people. They're superstar athletes that are incredible at what they do, but they all have hearts as well. And clearly can just like all of us, react and, and feel and, and seeing kids um, frightened or, in, you know, in danger and, and being able to, to comfort them in that spot, like hopefully anybody else w- would do as well. Um, it's a hell of a story uh, that, that Trey Smith told uh, to Good Morning America this morning. A reminder, if you need help, um, support lines are available. You can dial 988. It's a 24-7 call chat. Crisis Lifeline, it's available to you. Um if you want a youth violence prevention support line and need help with that, 816-799-1720 or just text YCHAT to that same number. I would mentioned earlier the Battle of Thins got some services available for uh, first responders who might be in that. Or just, you know, if you need, uh, if you find tomorrow, the next day, three weeks from now, if it's still sticking with you, the events, whether you were right down there or Union Station or not, you don't have to have or not down there at all and just saw what happened to your city I would always encourage you to seek therapy if needed. Um, you know, you'll know if it's needed. You'll feel those feelings inside will win and you will know that it's needed. But there's plenty of help out there and available if you need it. And I would just tell you constantly to seek out those services. Those numbers are up on, I think, the 610 page, Quentin Lucas's page, ours. Yeah. So if you need any of those lines, feel free to reach out via DM or on the text line at 913 586 or just, yeah, check some of the social media channels or the local news agencies. They should have those available for you. All right, coming up next, we had a chance to check in with former Chiefs wide receiver Dayton Hughes. He was part of the Chiefs ambassador group that was there. So along with Sean Barber and some of the other former Chiefs that were there celebrating with the organization, celebrating with the city. Uh, and, and he told us about his experience being underneath Union Station at one point. You'll hear that conversation come. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com up next.
Back here on Cody and Gold, a reminder coming up in about a half hour. Not only will we hand things off to seat on the drive, but there's expected to be a press conference at Children's Mercy with the latest status of some of the victims of yesterday's tragic shooting at Union Station. Uh, we will play our conversation that we had with former Chiefs wide receiver Dane and Hughes in a second. I, I do want to pass this along because I, I think this is, is, is neat to see the support. Uh, the KBC News Chopper 9 just put out the photo of it, but above Union Station where all those white folding chairs were set up, uh, police that had secured the scene uh, after yesterday's shooting have used the folding chairs, and, and I'll retweet it, uh, and you can also check out KMBC, but uh, the chairs now spell out KC Strong. So they've they've laid out the, the chairs there, and in, in an overhead you can see, and it spells out KC Strong, which is, uh, I think, very neat and obviously speaks to uh, the support of, of the city uh, today and how everybody's trying to hang together through a very, very tough time. And I saw... One person on the text line says, get back to sports. Well, that's, I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen today. Uh, we, we hope tomorrow to try to ease that back into that. But this is uh, a reality, and there's some things like life um, and support that matter more than sports on days like today. And trust me, believe me, I, I would, I would, we would much rather be doing four hours on sports. Yeah. Much rather. I prefer to be your relief yeah. from and it. And I, I hope Today's tomorrow. Today's not a great day to and, run away from it. And I hope tomorrow we will be able to to get back into some more sports and, and be more of a relief because at, at some point that has to happen. Um, it doesn't mean we forget though, what, what occurred yesterday and less the, than 24 hours. Ago. And yeah. I mean, it's, it hasn't even been, yeah, it hasn't even been 24 hours. Um, but nine, one, three, five, eight, six, uh, seven, six, 10. And, and I, I'll text back here when we play our interviews, people asking for the, the chat line and the phone number for counseling. Oh, we'll make sure we respond to you. We'll give that back out on the air as well. But I do want to play a little bit, uh, of our conversation. Danon Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver, uh, was there with the Chiefs ambassadors uh, yesterday uh, and kind of laid out where he was at and described uh, the chaotic scene at Union Station. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me on, guys. Uh, yeah, terrible, terrible event. Obviously, yesterday marred what was leading up to the end of a great day for Kansas City, for Chiefs Kingdom, and it's so sad that we had to experience it all that um, and sad for the families that were truly affected. Uh, I got text messages from family friends of um, uh, uh, Ms. Lopez Galvan and, and uh, before her name was even released. Uh, so I kind of knew a little bit about what was happening from that angle. But while we were there, um, we were actually – right next to the stage about to walk through union station. And as we were walking through union station to get back on the buses to Arrowhead stadium, all we saw was a, uh, a huge amount of law enforcement and, uh, you know, all security and, and those people fly right past us, jumping the bar- barricades and the gates. Uh, heading to what looked like, I believe it was like the west side of Union Station. And we just thought maybe there was just, you know, kids acting up or maybe, a, you know, a fight or something like that. And, you know, you just saw everybody kind of flee that way. But then when we saw the officers with guns drawn trying to direct us down to the bottom underneath Union Station, uh, we realized that it was more than just some kind of raucous uh, event. Uh, we didn't hear anything. We got underneath Union Station. Uh, like I said, there were hundreds, maybe a thousand or so people 
uh, because those are how many people boarded the buses at Arrowhead Stadium to shuttle down there. So none of us knew anything. And then when we got underneath Union Station, we had very little to no cell phone service underneath. So we really couldn't get any updates. Some word passed through Devon Cherrier uh, to myself and Keith Cash, uh, Sean Barber, uh, Tim Barnett. Uh, those were the former chiefs that were down there. Um, and that's where the word kind of came through. Jason Dunn was also there as well. Uh, we just tried to sort through it all and try to figure out how we were going to make it back to Arrowhead Stadium to get in our cars and, and get home. Um, it definitely put a, a, a huge, huge uh, damper on the entire afternoon, and it, it, it's just a sad, sad course of events. When you're looking at what you think this means um, team-wise, Dan, I mean, you, you, know, you hear the stories of Trey Smith and Andy Reid. I mean, how hard is it going to be to feel like you'll be able to ever properly celebrate what occurred knowing what happened after and the impact it's probably going to have on these players for a very long time? We saw all the tweets from them last night. Yeah, I, I think it does put you in, in a perspective of wondering what the future holds. And not just from a player standpoint. I mean, those guys celebrated in the locker. I was in the locker room after the game. I was on the field after the game in Vegas. Uh, they celebrated all the way to Kansas City and up to the parade. You could tell that, literally, that they, they were celebrating up unto, through the parade. So I don't know if their personal celebration of any future success in the Super Bowl, but their ability to, to, to have that same kind of joy with the fans. You know how, how close we are as a Chiefs community and the Chiefs kingdom and a lot of the successes that the teams get, well, even with the Royals, when they had their World Series run, you knew it was more about the community. You knew it was more about the kingdom. And these guys look forward to not only celebrating with their teammates right after the clock hit zero, but they really, really strongly look forward to the abilities and the opportunities to celebrate with the kingdom. And now... Who knows how that's going to be impacted in the future? Uh, this is a tight-knit community uh, from the Hunt family for decades have conditioned us to value the fans and the kingdom in high esteem. And we've always looked forward to it. Even the guys that weren't on the stage yesterday, uh, the, the chief ambassadors were walking around signing autographs, taking pictures, um, interacting with the fans, high-fiving, you know, singing, all that stuff. And, it, and it's not to bring any light to us. We've already had our time and, and, you know, time in the spotlight. It was really just to be able to engage with the fans that we know uh, make it so great for us to be a part of a great organization and a winning organization. So it, that's, that's the thing that kind of, as the days unfold, it's not going to sit right with a lot of current players that there could be an impact of how, they're embracing the community and how they're able to celebrate with the Chiefs kingdom in the future. We're talking to Dana Hughes here on 610 Sports Radio. You can correct me if I if I misheard you. You, you started uh, this conversation, mentioned that either you or you had friends that knew uh, the, the, the victim, uh, the deceased. Yeah, I had uh, friends that knew. Um, my daughter played uh, volleyball with uh, 
a teammate whose family was connected with them. So uh, I was I received text messages pretty much as soon as I got to Arrowhead Stadium, got to my car about who it was. I was reluctant to post it on social media. You probably see my first post on Twitter, and I just used the, uh, the initials because I didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want that sure. to be like I was trying to scoop anything or anything like that. It was just about prayers and acknowledgement. But, uh, yeah, you know, there's such a tight community here. You're always one or two people away from knowing somebody. And, uh, you know, I was, you know, I got the message from those family friends pretty quickly. Dana, and we've been asked this question. I think it'd be interesting from your perspective as someone who's been to these here a lot lately too, just the same as we have been. Would this give you any pause about going to an event like this again, knowing that I guess at least this is plausible, you know? I I wonder what this will do for Chiefs Kingdom as far as, let's say, they win the Super Bowl next year. Will this deter people from wanting to go out? Well, I would say that based on some of the um... – the sensitive responses from a lot of people on the news and on social media, it will definitely hinder uh, people going out there. Uh, I can be honest, man. I'm angry. I just, like, I got a group text with, with uh, several Chiefs ambassadors. I know Keith Cash, Sean Barber, uh, Voice, Eric, you know, uh, we got a bunch of guys that have just voiced their anger with the situation. Bill Moss as well, Eric Hicks. Like, not, like we've gone, we've, I think we've transitioned into anger, man, because it, it, it pisses us off. It, and I'm sure, I'm sure we're not alone. I'm sure a lot of people at the radio station as well as the fans because of how much it marred Kansas City, how much it marred the celebration. And, and obviously at the forefront of that is that the impacted family. Uh, and I, I don't want to make a light about that, but, like there's an anger that's going through me now and disappointment because of what now will not be the same. And if it's not right for one kid or one family uh, in the future, if we go three-peat and do something that no other NFL team has done in the history of the NFL and win a third Super Bowl in a row, and there's that one family or that one supporter or that one kid who may not have an opportunity ever to get to a game and would have had a chance to be within 50 feet of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid and the celebration and get a picture or something like that. And now that one family won't go, won't experience it because of their fear. That pisses me off. And I think I'm speaking for the ambassadors as well. It's the same kind of sentiment. And I, and yeah, I just, it's, it's, it's just getting under my skin more and more. I think about it as we're 24 hours away from, you know, how it all unfolded, almost 24 hours away from it. Like, I feel more anger now than I did at the time. That was Danon Hughes with us, former Chiefs wide receiver, Chiefs ambassador, part of the Chiefs radio network. Earlier today, he joined us, and you heard him describe being under Union Station uh, and what he had experienced. And then his last point there in the final minute or so of that cut uh, from Dana and just mentioning like no matter what going forward there there will be maybe maybe not everybody's going to make their own personal decision in the future whether they go to parades or not go to parades and whether or not they take their kids or not that's going to be an individual decision uh, but there will be some people that will feel like they can never go to an event like that and that that sucks plain and simple that sucks and that's why he said it makes it should make you angry 
Um, and the same can be said for other venues. Uh, but this is the, th- this one in like particular. Like movie theaters or sure. bars or and this, restaurants. And, and, and I've told you, look, you can't live in fear, but everybody's going to make their own decision. Right? Like, but you, you can't live in fear, but um, add this venue, this event, Chiefs Parade, Super Bowl Championship Parade, to the list, unfortunately, of venues that you thought, all right, there's a little amount of security. It's a joyous day in the city. Certainly, this, this is not going to happen to this kind of place. And unfortunately, um, we can no longer say that. We'll never be able to say that it can't happen at a celebratory day in your city for your your Super Bowl champion Chiefs, or or if you're someone that lives in another city. I mean, it's not like it's not. Kansas City's been a lot of parades here recently, right? But we know these parades take place in all these other cities too when they win championships. Yeah, everyone will have to reevaluate as a city um, how exactly they're going to do it again. And if you missed it earlier, Kansas City Police Department earlier today updated said there were 23 total victims. Um, Children's Mercy expected to give an update um, at 2 o'clock of those 23 victims. Currently, the police department is still saying it is just one deceased. The KKFI um, DJ, who we've at least the only name we've seen released to this, that's what they're still saying at the moment, and that three suspects are in custody, two of which are juveniles, and that we know they've got 24 hours to work through the processing system and either charge or release those suspects. Now, look, it's 24 hours after they were put into the system. That could be sometime in the next couple of hours. I'd be surprised if you didn't hear somewhere later today whether or not they had been charged or not. I'd also be surprised if they didn't get charged. These processes typically just kind of take time. And again, it goes without saying, our our thoughts and prayers with all the victims uh, of this. And and you mentioned uh, Lisa Lopez, the radio host, um, that, that lost her life in this, and at this point, I know there were some reports at one point yesterday, and maybe some confusion that there were two dead. It still has just been one individual, according, according to, to the, the police, police according, yeah. which is who we'll base it off of, uh, obviously, and uh, that that unfortunately is Lisa Lopez. Um, so just terrible. And Dana, you heard Dana talking about at the beginning of that interview that he uh, had some text messages and some some yeah. connection. Uh, to her and, and to her family, just awful, absolutely hor- horrific. I believe mother of two. I mean, just I mean, come on, it's, it's awful, absolutely awful um, to to think about, and the fact that there's still children also in the hospital right now, and and hopefully we get some good news at two o'clock that more and more are getting released. But, but yeah, it's uh, it should make everybody angry, and it's it's sickening to think about that. Uh, Can I jump in here for a minute? Yeah, go ahead, Q. So I've taken a lot of phone calls today, some of them who've gotten on the air, some of them who haven't. And um, one of the things that I've noticed is that there's so many people that when there was an opportunity to just come on here and spout, they wanted to focus on all the people that they helped or who got who helped them. We had a mother of five, I believe. She came on and she talked about how there were people, three different people that when they had a chance to just go their own way, all they did was help her. They picked up her kid. They picked up her stroller off the ground. They helped her and her kids get away. So I know it's easy to sit here and just doom and gloom on everything, but there were so many good things that happened. There were so many opportunities for people to show who they truly are, and they did that. And we will not know most of the things that happened on, on that. We will never know how many people stepped up when they weren't asked to, and I just, I just wanted to say that. No, well said. And yeah, there there are continuing to be some incredible uh, acts of uh, kindness in some regard, and obviously heroes um, 
coming out of, of the events of, of yesterday. And, and I think you're right, Q. We'll probably, some we will never know, but we will probably also learn more. We already played you uh, the firsthand account from Trey Smith uh, of the Chiefs and some other teammates. I would imagine as time goes on, maybe one day we'll hear from Andy Reid on, on his experience and the account from at least one fan about what he did. But it's not even just Chiefs players. We've heard it from just your everyday Kansas Cityan um, who stepped up, whether it was as far as Caller Tony yesterday on the drive, who literally tackled one of the alleged suspects and chased after him. My goodness. And or it's it's just little acts of kindness as little as last night. Uh, the story of there was a fast food uh, manager of a fast food restaurant here in town that brought a bunch of sandwiches to police officers that were still working the scene, you know, to make sure they had an opportunity. They've been out there all day, make sure they have an opportunity to eat. Uh, there's so many stories like that. And that's why Kansas City, I think it's fitting. I mentioned that the News Chopper 9 photo they put out uh, that the the folding chairs that were there at the rally have now been put in a formation that that uh that reads KC strong and that's uh you're going to probably hear a lot more about that going forward. I would assume so. Um people tend to rally. But I'm I'm with Danan. I mean, I I assume in a day or two I'll shake the feeling of anger, but that's the one that still presides the most uh currently. Because a lot of it is just like, you know, and I Honestly, some like the get back to sports. I don't know. No, you can't make me or don't talk about the things you want to talk about. Sorry. You know, uh, that's just not going to be the case. This was a completely avoidable thing. Uh, it's been avoidable for decades in pretty much every other um, country in the world, but this one. And so this is not an isolated incident. I understand the notion like, well, this is in Kansas City. Well, Kansas City is a lot of things. It's a complex organism. This is also part of this country's history. It's also been a part of this city's history lately because of the violence that's been taking place. It's not just one or no things all at once. And so it feels so controllable in the sense that everybody knows some of the things that can be done to solve part of this issue. And we just ignore it. And we just get used to it. And we just let it wash over us in a, in a cloud of happy, you know, like, oh, you know what? We'll get, you know, it'll be fine the next day until the next one happens. Or, and that's what will truly make you forget about this one. The next one. It's a, it's a terrible cycle. Like what you're describing is this, this cycle. We all know what it is. Uh, the cycle that is. I don't think there is just one solution. I don't claim to think there is. Um, there, there are multiple things that um, is a much different, deeper conversation to be had. Um, on a variety of issues, because as you said, it's it yesterday gets highlighted because of what it was at a Chiefs Super Bowl parade and a million people were around and it's the national story and all that. But in there are daily occurrences of if it turns out to be what the police are saying for sure, which is a dispute among, in this case, also juveniles yeah. that resulted in pulling out a gun and shooting individuals that then caused others nearby with no 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 regard for any other anybody else's life which that's not, that happens on a daily basis on, on a daily basis and um you know what what happens from here even on a at a local level with uh, future big time events we'll we'll see um the mayor as we've mentioned a few times today was asked about other parades and things like that and the, the NFL is going to look into is this the, the best path forward i told you again you, you can't live in fear but also doesn't mean you shouldn't look into solutions and, and making sure that parades can go on without any incidents. And we had three of them without any incidents. This one is one too many. And does that mean that future parades need to be at stadiums with more security? I, 
I don't know if that's a solution, but it's going to be part of the conversation that people are going to have. Appreciate those of us, that, uh, those of you, I should say, that, that called in today. Uh, Mackenzie Nelson, Jackson Kurtz, Nate Taylor, Dane and Hughes. Also, those of you that just listen to the show and expressing your thoughts. We'll be back at it tomorrow. We'll try to mix in a little more sports tomorrow on the show. But more coverage continues here on 610 Sports Radio with The Drive next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.